All right. Hello, everyone. We'll pick up where we left off. So we were looking at Matthew 20. See, Matthew 23, 39. It says, For I tell you, you shall never see me again until you say, Barak, Haba, Haba, Basham, Adonai, which means, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That is definitely a revelation that we need nowadays. So we're going to go to Mark 11, 9. Remember, we're still talking about Revelation 7. So we'll go to Mark 11. And we're going to look at 9. Said for those going before and those following keep shouting Haba Hosanna Barak Haba Bashim Adonai Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord Okay, so we read that one. And we are going to go on to Luke. Thirteen. Twenty-five. Once the master of the house hold gets up and shuts the door, and you will stand outside and be knocking on the door, saying, Master, open up for us. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you come from. Okay, and then we go to 19, Luke 19. Now, 
38. And saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of Adonai, shalom in heaven and glory in the highest. <laughs> you wanted to hear me say that, Papa, didn't you? you here wasn't it no never papa you know that This is what's going to come for me. I've always seen the truth, Papa. mouth, Papa. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I was laughing, everyone. I was watching a little visitor. We'll go back to John 12. And I was having a conversation with Papa in my mind. So he took the palm branches and went out to meet him shouting Hosanna Barak Haba Bashem Adonai blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord the King of Israel hmm. so we see that he is coming and so I will end our study on chapter 7 today or this morning I do need to get some rest, and Papa's clear. I definitely need to get back into the swing of things, so I need to get a little bit of sleep and get myself back in order. But we see here, reading this section of the great multitude in heaven, which we haven't finished reading it yet, but we will. We read the first four sections, that it's referring to all plus those that were the overcomers before Abel, since Abel, and the 144,000 at this feast of the Lamb in the Malecca, and they got palm leaves in their hands, and we've seen in, we haven't read Nehemiah yet, we just read Leviticus, and that was only the first 
part of sorry what was going on so we're going to go on to nehemiah after reading leviticus see what nehemiah says um What Nehemiah says, I'm going to stand up a few minutes just to stretch my legs. So we'll go to Nehemiah and see what Nehemiah says. Okay. And. Nehemiah, eight, fifteen. And we're going to see what's going on here. So Nehemiah eight fifteen. So they should proclaim and spread this message in all their own towns in Jerusalem, saying, "Go out to the hill country and bring olive branches and wild olive olive branches, a wild olive branch, myrtle branches, palm branches, and branches of other leafy trees to make Sukkot, just as it was as it was written, Sukkot." As it was written. So we see here that he wants Sukkot dwellings built, which is interesting. So we now. Again, come to the Malaika standing around the throne and the elders and so forth talking about everything. And we are going to 13. And um, and one of the elders asked, saying to me, Who are these who are arrayed in white robes? Where did they come from? And he said to me, Rulers, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes. And made themselves white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of Yahuwah. And serve him day and night in his house. And his people sit on the thrones. Will dwell among them. They will hunger no more. Neither thirst no more. Neither will the sun strike them. Nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne. Will feed them. And will lead them. To live in fountains of water. And Yahuwah will wipe away all their tears from their eyes. So we're seeing those not in the house of Yahuwah in the first deliverance. So we're going to go to Joel chapter 2, 31 and 32. And we already, I'm not going to read Revelation 12 just yet. We're going to continue where we left off 
because we're right before the seventh seal before we go into Revelations 12, 13, and 14. So I want to go to Joel or Yahoo. Joel chapter 2 31 and 32 31 through 32 and I don't see that so right here it is and so it will be afterwards I will pour out my ruach on all flesh, and my sons and my daughters shall prophesy, and old men shall dream dreams, and young men shall see visions, and on the males and the female servants. I will pour out my spirit in those days, and I will and I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fires and pillar of smokes. And it goes on, you know, describing what will happen. But we only needed the first two verses. It's talking about the promise of the ruach. And we've seen in D, it goes into Mark and that, talking about the end times. And then C gives you Galatians, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, which I've looked at. And Galatians 3, 8. Galatians 3, 8. We'll just take a small look at that. And it says, these scriptures foresee that God will justify the Gentiles by faith and proclaim the good news to Abraham in the advance, saying, all the nations shall be blessed through you. So he combines the two here. It shows you who the tribes come out of foresee that God will justify the Gentiles by faith and can proclaim the good news of Abraham advance in advance saying all nations shall be blessed through you so it's the blessing of the father um and i'm not going to go any further on that because it's i'm not going to elaborate on that end but we looked at yahoo and then we're going to look at revelations 12 13 and 14. and you will see where we're going to lead to this 12 13 and 14. 13, and he goeth, doth wonders, so that making fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceive those that dwell on the earth by those of the power which he held authority, and is talking about Shaitan and the beast, and God showing wonders in the sights of men. But it's also talking about he was that this beast was wounded by the soul sword. Okay, that's 13. We need 12. 
Once again, 12, 13, and 14. 12. Here we go. So it was the wrong one. Therefore, he says, Rejoice, you heavens, you who dwell in them. Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and the seas, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because she knows she has a short time. And when the dragon saw that she was cast to earth, she persecuted the woman that brought forth the man-child. Okay. And we go on to see, and the woman were given two wings of great eagles. And she fly, might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she was nourished for a time and time and a half from the face of the serpent. So it's talking about a woman being nourished for a time. So let's look at this and break this down. So one tells us nothing. But then we go down here. It gives us the name of the beast is written in the codex. And sacred scriptures of the unveiling. Which is not to the general public. But it talks about who the serpent is. It's also known as the book of Gad. Which I have it. And I will tell you the serpent is a combination of nations mentioned. So we go on to see there's C for persecution. It's either C or E. It's kind of hard to tell. E, okay. Killing one witness. They killed one witness. Revelations 11, 7. And tried to stop the preaching. But it didn't work. Okay, so we're going to go there. And we'll write these verses down. And I'm just going to let it go on for a little bit. I'm not worrying about what people think. Because I'm going to curtail two short sections. So, in here we see one witness is killed. Is killed. And it's in Revelation 11.7. And then, in Isaiah... So we're now getting into the witnesses here. 27. And Danielle or Daniel or Danielle is what it's called. 927. So I'm going to take this. And we've talked about this. I'm not going to go any further into the notations right now. Let's go to one down here to 14. Nourish for a time and time and a half. And it is G. And F. Yael. Or Joel. 2. 31 through 32. We've already looked at that. Which refers to things belonging to her. She'll be pampered and nourished. Revelation 6.12. To fail to absent. 
retain one rest or leave. And that is where we leave off as G, where he's fattening everybody. Okay. So I'm going to mark this page and we are going to go look at these three verses. Alrighty, everybody. I'm sorry I got kind of cut off. We was talking about a Revelations 11.7. So we will go to 11.7 in Revelations 11.7. See what it says. And it's talking about the two witnesses are killed. It says, and whenever they will have finished their evidence written about them, completed performing their testimony concerning future events. The beast, the same, which was ascended out of the abyss, he will make war with them, and he will overcome them and kill them. Interesting. That we see now we're leading into the witnesses. Do you see where I'm going with this? The Malekah lead, or the witnesses, which is the Malekah, these two Malekah, lead, these two congregations into one unit. So we are seeing where we're going with this in 12. But that is a future event before the witnesses come on the scene. Many say the witnesses are Elijah and Moshe. Others are saying it's Enoch. But according to what I understand, the Father showed me, and then I've been reading books with understanding of his teaching, it's one Jew. So we see here, talking about revelations, we was back here talking about the wound, the two twins in the wound, and so forth and so on, the two prophets or witnesses in revelation. So we was over here, and it stresses that here, those not of the house of Yah, of the first deliverance, and then we go into revelations 12, Three and four, talking about that. So now we are going to go to Isaiah and read 43:27. Since we read Revelation 7, now we're going to go to Isaiah. Forty-three, here we go. For your first father's sin and your meditator's rebellion against me and the mediators rebelled against him. Okay, so mediators, the mediators rebelled against the father. Interesting. And that is 4327. Believe it or not, the love of Israel. The mediators were the were the priests and they rebelled the first time. And eleven. We go to eleven, which is the two witnesses. It talks about the killing of the two witnesses. So let's go to Daniel 927 now. And you'll see where I'm leading you to this. Daniel 9, 27. 
Daniel 9. Twenty-seven. Here we go. Let me find it. And they will make a firm covenant with many for one week. But in the midst of the week, he will put an end to the sacrifices and offerings. And on the wings of abomination will come one who destroys until the deceased inhabitants is poured out upon the whole on the one who destroyed it. So, let's write these verses down in Daniel. And that was E. Yes, E. One, Matt, twenty-four, fifteen, and we will take a look at Mark, thirteen, seventeen, and Luke, twenty-one, twenty. So let's go to Daniel eleven now and see what Daniel eleven says. 31, he for, his forces will rise up and profane the fortified temple. They will stop the daily offerings and set up abominations of destruction and desolation. And probably an idol in the holy place. It talks about Mark, Matthew 24. 24, 15, and Mark, 13, 14. So let's go to Matthew now. Matthew 24. So we're back in Matthew again. 24, 15. And so when you see this abomination of desolation, which was spoken of by the prophet Daniel, standing in the holy place, let the readers understand. Let the readers understand what is taking place. And we're going to be, which was Daniel 27, we just read. Daniel 11 through 1 and Daniel 12, 11. So let's go to Daniel 12. And 11. Let's go back to Daniel and see what he says there before we go any further towards Mark. Daniel 12. Now we're looking for Daniel 12. Here's 12. We will go to 11. From that time, the daily burnt offerings is taken away and the abomination of the desolation is set up. There will be 1,290 uh, 1, days. Exactly. So now we're looking... Um, 
Well, was we reading Revelations 7? We started with Yael in Revelations, and this is talking about there will be a hundred, 1,290 days. Before the desolation is set up. Later on in the verse it talks about the 1,335 days. So we see that. Okay, but that's something else entirely. So now we're going to go to Mark. He gave us a 190 day time frame. A 12-night time frame. So let's see what Mark says will happen. Mark 13. I'm busy. 13. 14. But when you see the abomination desolation standing where it should not be, let the reader understand, then those in Judah must flee to the mountains. So it's talking about mountains here, and it refers back to Daniel, and I'll be right back in about five minutes. All right, I'm back. Took me a little longer than expected. So we looked at Mark 13, 14, and it explains the same thing, talking about the desolation spoken of in Daniel. And we're not going to go there. Okay, we went over Matthew. Now let's go to 13, 17. Let's see here. 13... Here we go. Woe unto those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. Woe. So this desolation must flee to the mountains and they're saying, woe unto the, those that are pregnant in those days and are nursing in those days. Interesting to see that. Now, let's go to Luke 21.20. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then recognize that her desolation is near. So, it's the desolation of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. 
See, this happened during the past. It's going to repeat itself again, apparently. They're talking about this. So we see it more than one time in history. There's a desolation happening. So that's what's going on here in this epitaph. So now we're going to go down to G. Okay, we finished that where it talks about the serpent. So we see here now, just in one short paragraph, we were given revelations, and he gives us an A. And it says, those who come out of the great tribulation washed with their robes and so forth and so on. And he's explaining what they're doing. And they will hunger no more and thirst no more and whatever. Okay. Now, chapter 8 bleeds this into chapter 7. In other words, it overlaps. So, finally just touched me. Um... And it overleads into, again, explaining the seventh seal, the trumpets, and the woes. And these collate over into the whole picture of the era of the brotherly love, which is interesting to note, or the era of Philadelphia, or the brothers of the twin, of the wound that is twins. Okay, so we're going to go to chapter 8 now, and we're going to talk about the seventh seal, the seventh trumpets, and the seven three woes. Okay, now remember, this is going into the whole of one through uh, seven. Seven was the seals of the governments of head, and this is explaining the actual events that happened during the time of man. Okay, so we're seeing this is the time of man's governments in the future. It says, the seventh seal, the seventh trumpet, and the third, three woes. And it goes in and it says, and when he opened the seventh seal, the final and last government, there was a silence in the heavens about the length of a half of half of an hour. Now we don't know the space of a half an hour. It just says the length of a half an hour. And he opened the seventh seal. And there were silence in the heavens. And I saw the seventh, seven Maleka, the seven messengers, the seven angels, the seven queens, the seven kings, we don't know, having golden censers, okay, came and stood at the altar. So they, these Maleka, or Maleka, had a golden censer. And it come and stood before the altar. And he was given, he was given much incense. And he stood and offered it with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar which was before the throne. The smoke of the incense and with the prayers of the saints ascending before Yahuwah out of the Maleka's 
hands. So here's this Malacca again. A messenger, an anointed one, you know, in the picture. And the Malacca took the censer. Now, filled with the fire of the altar and cast it to the earth. So we go back to B here. Go through here. B is the altar, what Moses saw. Saw the altar of heaven. This is what Moshe seen. And then it cast the censer to the earth. And there was voices, thunderings, lightnings, and earthquakes in diverse places. Thundering and lightning represents the greatest way that are to take place of Yahuwah's plan, building his family. So this is talking about the building of the church, okay, the end-time church. So this Malekah is the end-time church. Okay, and it says, seven Malekah, who have seven trumpets, prepare them to sound. Now, this is overlapping the church age. It's overlapping history. So, history is here, here, and here. It's not just one linear cycle. One age overlaps, another age overlaps, another age. <clears throat> and that's where we end with the chauffeurs the horns blowing so the seventh seal the first trumpet war rages on land the first half of the great tribulation mm. so does this sound familiar the first war rages on land and it goes says the first half of the great tribulation the first malacca sounded and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood and they were cast upon the earth, and a third part of the trees were burnt up, and the green grass was burnt up. Which are signs of war. Now, I'm going to make a statement here in a couple minutes. Um, I'll come back to you, and then we'll cut. Just give me... So we was talking about the Maleka. We had talked about the 190 days and we was getting ready into the seals. So now we talk the seventh seal and the first trumpet war rages on land. In the first half of the great tribulation. So let's look here and see what it says. Hell and fire mingle with blood and they were cast onto the earth and the third part of the trees were burnt up and the green grass was burnt up. Interesting. So we see this. Hail and fire mingled with blood. And in according to the exhausted concordance, it means to strike something with a bullet or lightning or whatever it might be. And this being a war, we can see that it's something that strikes the land. And devastates it. Does this sound familiar? 
in history? Yes. World War II? Sound familiar? The strikes on the land, the strikes on the sea. And Satan cast it to earth in the middle of the Great Tribulation. <laughs> and then the warning of the war in heavens, which talks about the Maleka sounding and the destruction and whatever. We're going in here. We're going to go further. So here it talks about the her. So we go to the second seal. The seventh seal, the second trumpet, war rages at sea in the first half of the tribulation. And the second Malika sounded, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and a third part of the sea became blood. And a third part of the creatures which were in the sea which had life died and the third part of the ships were destroyed. So this is again a war and it's talking about things being burnt up, grass being burnt up, so forth and so on. And the analogy, remember Jupiter, July the 16th of 1984, a six day war. For most information, please obtain our book, Unveiling Satan. Her true identity revealed. It's talking about Shaitan and the her. They use a her in this analogy of the her. Now we come to the seventh seal and the third trumpet casting out the earth in the middle of the great tribulation. Satan being cast out to earth. And a third Malacca sounded, and there was a fall of great of a great star from heaven. Great, there was a great star that fell from heaven, burning, as it were, like a lamp. And it fell upon a third part of the rivers, and upon a third part of the fountains of water. And the name of the star was Wormwood. So here's a star called Wormwood, and a third part of the waters became bitter as Wormwood and many men died from the water because there was, they were made bitter. So here we see something being cast at the earth and the earth, who knows? The warning of the three woes. We talked about the war in heaven in the midst of the great and the fight of the two witnesses. Um, dark light and all this. Now we got the warning of the third woe. Interesting. And I looked and heard a Malacca flying through the midst of the heavens saying. Here we go with a Malacca again in the mist, flying through the heavens in the mist. Saying with a loud voice, whoa, whoa, whoa. First woe, second woe, third woe. To the inhabitants of the earth because of the other blasts of the trumpet. And the third Malacca is about to sound.
okay, roughly speaking. And then we go into chapter 9, the seventh seal, talking about the first woe. So your first woe's here. Woe 1. The first woe has come right here. That's in the first verse. Then you got woe 2 and woe 3. So we're now looking at the woes mentioned in the warning of the three woes. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from the heavens onto the earth, and to him was given the keys of the bottomless pit. Interesting. It says, And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. And there was locusts that came up on the earth, and that and to them was given power, and the scorpion of the earth had power. And it was commanded to them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither the green things nor the trees, but only those men who did not have the seal of Yahuwah on their foreheads. So here we talk about the, the two witnesses and the sealing of the foreheads. And it was granted to them that they should not kill them, but they should torment for five moons, which is five months. Their tormentor, their torment was like the torment of a scorpion as it strikes a man. And in those days, men seek death and would not find it. Will long to die, but death will flee them. Interesting. Death will flee them. And the shape of the locust, the shape of these locusts were similar to horses preparing for battle. And their heads were crowned with gold crowns and their faces were like the faces of men. And it talks about going back to Revelation 7 and Genesis when we get down here. A, where did I see A at? Apollyon, where it talks about the destroyer. Apollyon the destroyer. See, and their hair was like the hair of a woman. And their teeth was like the teeth of a lion. They had breastplates that were breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots of many horsemen running to battle. They had tails similar to scorpions. And their stingers were tails. And their power was to hurt for, for five moons or, five, or months. And they had a king over them and an angel of the bottomless pit, whose name was, in Hebrew means, Abaddon. Destruction in the Greek meaning Apollyon. One woe has passed, and behold, the second one is coming. Okay. And the second one 
is talking about the second world was a nuclear war. Um, it talks about the Euphrates drying up and so forth and so on. And then the sound of the seventh trumpet. And then the last days. So we're going into the sound of the trumpet in the last days and the whole expenditure of the witnesses. So you're seeing a timeline here of things happening, talking about the three woes, going from the three woes, going back to the sound of the seals. And in these seals are the trumpets being laid out. In history, we had World War II, and in World War II, Jews were being killed during this time. You had Hitler on the scene, was was the first Antichrist, or in this case, Satan. It was a nation of her, Germany, and we was battling Germany. We waged on land, we waged on sea, we waged in air, and ultimately we won... And the Jews survived this war. But the second half, the greatest thing that was brought into war was nuclear. A nuclear blast of an atomic bomb. And we've been trying to prevent that ever since. But you see here that the sixth of Malachi sounded, I heard a voice of the four horns of the golden altar, which was before Yahuwah, saying, of the sixth Malachi, which had the trumpet, loosen the four angels who are bound in the great Euphrates river Euphrates. Okay. And the four angels were loosened, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a moon or a month and a year in order to slay the third part of men. And it's talking about the messengers of God. Okay. And the number of the armies of the horsemen were 200,000, for I heard the number of them. And it talks about like a blue sapphire stone, the throne of God. By this three, there were three parts of the men killed by fire and by smoke and by brimstone. And it goes on explaining these things, the slaughter as a war, uh, the spirit being who worshiped Lucifer, um, and the Elohim gods. And it's just going on talking about everything going through this. H is a slaughter and war. Silver and gold and brass and stone and wood which can neither see nor hear nor walk. Goes on to say, repent of their murders, nor their society, nor their fortification, nor their thieves, of their thieves. And that is G H And then I, talking about the chiefs in Rome for adultery. So Rome gets blown up. <laughs> it talks about which Gentile sacrifices in First 
Corinthians 10. Let me look at that 10. And 20, we will see. Now I am saying that, saying, now I am saying that what a pagan sacrifices is to demons, not to God. And I don't want you to become partners with demons. And she's talking about demons in Deuteronomy. Yeah. And it's leading into Deuteronomy 32.17. Let's look that up. They sacrifice the demons and, and non, which are non-gods. Gods they have not known, new ones they came in later, and ones your fathers not have not dread. <laughs> so it's talking about worship of idols in chapter 9. And that ends chapter 9 of Revelations. And then we start going into the seventh trumpet sounding. And it leads down into Amos and some of the other verses that will pertain to this. But this whole entire section, the two sections, was leading right up into World War II. And you ask why I say this. This is the first half of the duration of the end times. Hitler came to power. We were at war. We launched bombs. We launched nukes we launched everything at japan blew a third of japan up hiroshima and nagasaki that proved the point we became a nuclear power uh, that's nuclear war basically the beginning of the nuclear war age um and we've been at it ever since with nuclear weapons um and this was the first half of the great tribulation um and we've seen everything. And this is the time of man. It's government here. Of the first time of the first 12. 1,260 years. The church that we're seeing. Snippets. That overline with the church age. Going into a new age. And now we're going to see where this new age begins. I've marked it chapter 10, new age. Of grace. Okay, so now we're going to look at it this way. This is the hope. Leading into the last day. So the seven trumpet sounds. And I saw another mighty Maleka come down from heaven. Clothed with a cloud and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as it were the sun, and his feet was as pillars of fire. 
Okay. It goes on to say, and he had a little book open in his hand. And he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the earth and cried with a loud voice as which a lion roars. And when he cried, the seven thunders uttered their voices. Seven thunders uttered their voices. This Maleka was mighty, came down from heaven. And he was clothed with a cloud and a rainbow upon his head. Okay, so we see that. So I'm going to end here and start. All righty, people. So we got two new Democratic senators in Georgia. Whoopee. So... The Republicans lost the House. Shame on you Republicans. And I still say shame on the Democrats that are fools for letting these two idiots in. They're going to cause havoc. Mind you. Okay, so we are picking back up where we were going into the new age of grace. And I saw heard a voice of thunders and utterances and when the seven thunders uttered had uttered seven thunders had uttered their voices I was about to write but I heard a voice from heaven saying to me seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered and do not write them so what did these seven thunders utter we'll never know and I saw stand, and I saw the Malika, which I said, standing up on the sea, up on the earth, and, and his hands in the heavens, and vowed by him who lived forever and ever, who created the heavens and the things in the earth, and the earth and the things that are in the seas and are in it. There should be time no longer. Time no longer okay but in the day of the voices of the seven Maleka when he will begin to sound the great secrets of Yahweh can be finished as he declared to his servants the prophets secrets to be finished so let's go to Amos 3, Amos 3, 6 and 7. Three, six and 7. A shofar alarm sounded in the city. Will the people not tremble? There is calamity in the city. And has not Adonai caused it? For the Lord will do nothing unless he hath revealed his counsel to his servants, the prophets. So 
So here he talks about the prophets again and revealing things to these witnesses. So we go to John 15, 15. I am no longer calling you servants. He's no longer calling these prophets servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. Now I have called you my friends because everything I have heard from my father I have made known to you. So the father calls us friends. <laughs> there you go. Now we go to Corinthians 15 1. Now I make known to you, brothers and sisters, the good news which I proclaim to you. You have received it and took it, took your stand on it. The victory in the resurrection, that's what it means. And then Revelations 10, we'll look at it here. Where's my book? Out of the way, we'll look at Revelations 10, which it refers to 11. And he said unto me, you must prophesy again before many people and nations and languages and kings. What? Now, getting back to the subject, it goes to Revelation 10, 11, and it states, And he said unto them, You must prophesy again before many people and nations and 
languages and tongues. So we're going to go in and look in here. It gives one. Talking about the two witnesses. Let's prophesy again. And then L, the Geneva Bible says that the meaning is thus. The book is of death and should be preached to all nations. That's what it means. Okay, so we're going to go back up here to J, where it talks about the secrets of Yahuwah. What is are these secrets that they're talking about? Some of it's the end times. I do know that. The great secret. And they was told not to let it go. Now we go on. It says, And the voice which I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, Go, take the little book. Here we go. Go, take the little book. Which is open in the hand of the Malacca who stands upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went to the Malacca. So we see this Malacca again. And said to him, give me the little book. And he said to me, take it and eat it up. And it will make your stomach bitter. But it will be sweet as honey in your mouth. Okay, sorry everyone. And it goes on to say, And I took the book out of the hands of the Malacca, the little book, out of the hands of the Malacca, and ate it up. It was sweet as honey in my mouth, but as soon as I had eaten it, my stomach went bitter. So he's talking about the sound of the bitterness that is going on right now, and this little book. If we only knew what this little book was, then we would know. And it was bitter on his stomach, just as I said, it would be bitter on his stomach and sweet like honey in the mouth. Bitter and sweet. Had he not eaten it. So we are finished with the first half of Revelations. We are now going into the hardcore. And we will be touching on the witnesses. And I will be tying some of this into what I believe that this is referring to. We are at the point of bitterness right now in chapter 10. Uh, 10 is of divine providence to Yahuwah and it's his divine government so we're seeing these things showing up now with books and this and that and the other and we will go into Zechariah 10 matter of fact I think I'll do that we was talking about this while we talked about the books of prophecy I'm gonna read Zechariah 
through 10 and 12. We'll go to Zechariah just to read it, just for heaven's sake. You find Zechariah here. Zechariah 2, 10 through 12. We're going to see here what is going on 10 through 12. And it says, Oi, oi, flee from the land of the north. It is declared Adonai, declaration of Adonai, because I scatter you like the four winds of heaven. It is a declaration of Adonai. Oi, Zion, escape. You are living in a daughters of Babylon. For thus saith Adonai Tesela, He has sent me after the glory to the nations to plunder you. Because whoever touches you touches the apple of my eye, of his eye. So he's declaring that he's going to plunder something here, looks like. And he's telling Israel to run. Flee from the lands of the north. That's what he's saying here. He says, Oi, oi, oh, oh, flee from the lands of the north. It is a declaration of Adonai declaring it. It is a declaration of Adonai because I scattered you like the four winds of heaven. It is a declaration of Adonai. Oi, Zion, escape. You are living with the daughters of Babylon. So he's telling believers to escape so we're seeing that prophecy must again again before many people nations and tongues and this and that and the other and it's talking about zion l leads to the geneva bible and then we start into the first three and a half years in this time of the Re-rising of two witnesses, um, which performed the prophetic office. And it's going to be easy. Very, very, very interesting and easy. Um, I'm not going to go into it now, but in the last days it talks about the two witnesses. Throughout the book, it refers to these two witnesses. Their death and their rebirth and how this rebirth takes place leads to the church of brotherly love the two twins what if i told you contrary to most people's thinking the witnesses were a gentile and jew and what if i went further to tell you one was a female one was a male what would you say it would be interesting to see and hear what people would think. It'd be shocking. I mean, I had a shocking revelation here of the beast and the <laughs> uh, Satan as being a hishi. Um, it is true. These are the translations from the actual word. And I don't think the father would show me otherwise if it's the case. And 
we've always been told in most other secular views that say Shatan is a he. Well, here we see it as a dual role. One minute it's a she, one minute it's a he. In the New Testament, Satan is referred to as a she. Believe it or not. But it makes perfect sense the name Jezebel. <laughs> yeah. So we will be enlightened. I will come back, get this episode, and then we will talk about chapter 11 and how we are leading into the killing of the two witnesses and the resurrection and the second half of the three year period. Which is interesting that you have the first three and a half thousand years of history. So 